2022 has been a year like no other. Economic, environmental, and geopolitical turmoil have defined the past 12 months with these kinds of headlines. Inflation surges around the world. Russia invades Ukraine. Queen Elizabeth II passes away. But this episode isn't about them. It's about our personal highlights. Hello everyone, welcome to Banana Q Podcast for our final episode of 2022. <laughs> <laughs> So it is once again time for our year-end wrap-up. Mm. And this is actually our third time doing this. Uh, it has become our annual tradition. Wow, can you believe it? It's yes, it is. Time. Wow. It's a really fun tradition that we keep maintaining. And we will start in this episode with our personal highlights of 2022. So Dee and I will share each three highlights of the year. And my first one is us purchasing a property in Japan and eventually moving, right? For most people, I think real estate is the single most expensive purchase in their lifetime, right? For sure. So it is a really big investment. It's a big transaction. And we had to think through really what what we need to consider. We moved an hour away from Tokyo. So it's, it's very different from our previous place. But... The benefits is, number one, since we are already further from Tokyo, we can afford a bigger space Mm -hmm. in our budget. Mm -hmm. Had we gotten a place in Tokyo, probably very small and very cramped. And whenever we work from home, both of us will be very uncomfortable because we could hear each other in Mm -hmm. our conference calls. So it was a trade-off, but we're definitely happy with our purchase. And buying a property is one step The next steps are also equally fun, like you furnishing your place, Mm -hmm. you meeting your neighbors, you kind of living a a different life. Like sometimes if you stayed at a particular place longer than, say, two years, life can get monotonous, right? Mm -hmm. True. If you've heard about our previous episodes when we were still in Singapore, I kept moving (laughs) houses every six months just to break the monotony of life. Oh my God. But But now you're stuck there then. You're going to be there for 20, 30 years or whatever. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Yeah. So life definitely has changed for us, Mm -hmm. right? It changed when we got married. Mm Mm-hmm. Like you wanted to settle down. You don't want to frequently move because you accumulate a lot of stuff True. and moving gets really difficult. Mm-hmm. One thing as well is we're now more resilient to change. Like we don't want to do a lot of change neighbors, change friends, change environment. I don't think resilient is the word you're looking for. I think you're more resistant to change. Oh, sorry, more resistant to change. We are no longer flexible. <laughs> yes. Not, not just our minds but also our bodies. <laughs> cannot do yoga poses, just kidding. <laughs> mm. I, I don't know. Ever since we started working, mm. we've been away from our hometown, right? Like me in Cebu. Mm. So ever since I started working, I've always been in a different place, like renting. Right. If you think about it in the long run, if you kept renting, the property doesn't you know, return to you. Uh, once you go on, say, retirement or if you get older, once you're 
risks are higher. Mm-mm. Like if you have enough money to fund your entire life, uh, when your human capital is not as young as before, mm-hmm. right? Then it's better to have a property that you own such yeah. that you, you secure your future. And if you're interested in listening to kind of pros and cons of renting versus buying, we had an episode about that, right? Yeah. So just scroll down a few episodes and you should see buying versus renting a home. We, we did a comparison. My first highlight is I turned 40. So that's a big number, right? Wow. And again, like with Ray, there is a related episode to this. Again, scroll downwards. So I <laughs> yes. interviewed a few friends. So it's not just myself, but I interviewed a few 40-year-old friends about this. I celebrated this big milestone birthday by spending a week doing different things like getting a manicure, a facial, a haircut, and dye at Tony and Guy. So that's a rhyme. <laughs> Is that Tony and Guy, not Tony and Guy? That's a good question. I think it's Tony and Guy. I don't know. And then, yeah, so shopping, eating all my favorite food, um, opening presents sent by friends, you know, like a Tiffany necklace. Joe Malone perfume, a GHD hair iron. What's a GHD hair iron? You wouldn't know because you don't have hair to iron. (laughs) (laughs) Hair iron. GHD actually stands for Good Hair Day. Not (laughs) Guahao. That's my friend (laughs) in Singapore who has a very similar personality to you. But anyway, that Mm. it's not his. So it's actually, I think it's a British brand. I'm not entirely sure, by the way. It's well known for being kind of an expensive hair iron, actually. Women iron their hair to straighten it, basically. Mm. And then at the weekend, at the end of my birthday, I booked a hotel staycation at this fancy hotel called Rosewood. Nice. Which has a beautiful... Instagrammable wall like with marble tiles and it has a gigantic bathtub Mm. and it also has like an infinity pool with a view overlooking the harbor because that's the best view in Hong Kong and also they allow you to bring your pet so I brought my cat Froyo with me nice are your pets allowed in the infinity pool no, of course not. No. <laughs> Just in the that room. That would have been fun. Yeah, okay. yeah. And they also provided some treats for the pets. So that's actually nice. nice. Yeah. And then I had dinner at the restaurant with my friends. And then when we got back to the hotel, they had a surprise for me. Like there were balloons, a happy birthday sign, a bouquet of flowers, an ube cheesecake with candles. You know, the works. My friend's husband, he didn't join the dinner because, you know, he had set up the surprise in the hotel room while we were eating. So that was ah, very sweet. I, I thought the hotel staff prepared the surprise. I was like, how did they know that you liked Ube? <laughs> like that is some next level <laughs> mind trick. No. <laughs> no. My friends ordered it from oh, I, see. I suppose a Filipino restaurant here in Hong Kong. Not Goldilocks? Kong. Not no, there's I don't think there's a Goldilocks in Hong Kong. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I'm not sure. I can't remember the name of the restaurant they ordered at. But yeah, that was very nice of them. Very sweet of nice. them. Yeah. So yeah, that's how I spent my that's milestone awesome. birthday. Yeah. Yep. That is really good highlight. And mm. it's something that you will remember for the rest of your life, right? Because you can only turn 40 once. My second highlight is that I went back to the Philippines mm. after almost three years of being locked out because of COVID. So it was really fun, right? Reconnecting with family. And you realize how much time you've lost. Mm. Like my nephews and nieces are no taller than me. It's it's really surprising. And you kind of, I don't know, think back 
and how much time you've lost and you want to kind of catch up mm-hmm. you know reconnect with them talk to all people ask them how their lives have been and obviously you can't encapsulate everything in a very short period of time i was back there a week mm-hmm. and definitely not enough right especially for filipino families we are not nuclear we are a very very large <laughs> uh, family so yeah it, it is quite difficult to have that enough time to reconnect with people but it is still kind of important to do that regularly and because of that rekindling i was like oh there's not enough time i'll be coming back again in the philippines next week mm-hmm. right for christmas and it will be my first christmas in the philippines for more than a decade yeah because ever since i've been working outside of no even when i was in philippines still it was very tough to go back home because there's always kind of a ridiculous surge in ticket prices during Christmas. I'm I'm from finance. I'm very cost conscious. I was like, mm-hmm. really? It's four times the regular? Then that means if I don't fly on a Christmas, I could have flown four times? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so no. No, thank you. Yep. yep. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get you. Yes, same here. My aunt and uncle from the Netherlands are going back to the Philippines and they were pressuring me like <laughs> our ticket prices are a lot more expensive than you. <laughs> Japan is so close. Mm-hmm. It was like okay. <laughs> but yeah, I'll be, I'm looking forward to that. It'll be it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Yeah, and it's just once in a decade anyway. It's probably fine. Yeah, once yeah. in a decade. Mm-hmm. I just buy the ticket and close my eyes and forget try to forget about it but now that we're talking about it, it reminded me how much it was and it's painful <laughs> so is the ticket price really times four compared to when you went back weeks ago in this time yeah. around times four Pro- probably more oh my god that is because when i purchased my old ticket it was on a sale it was during kind of the covid restriction time ah. wherein nobody was flying mm-hmm. so it was really really cheap Mm-hmm. But now that borders are starting to reopen, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. a lot more demand and there's limited seats. And so they can really jack up the prices. Got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's actually the reason why I also did not book any tickets to fly back during this time. And everyone in Hong Kong, well, not everyone, but a lot of people in Hong Kong are flying back to their homes. Not just the Philippines, but wherever they're from. I have mm. a lot of expat friends, so they're like, why are you not flying back home? And like, I'm not doing that. I haven't done that in a long time. And mm. and it's because of the cost, really. Well, a pro tip would be avoid December. Maybe go sometime September, right? Because even though it's technically not Christmas, but as you know, Philippine Christmas starts at September. So... <laughs> <laughs> And another thing, I have a friend who also flew home for Christmas this time around. And she was saying, well, you know, before flying over that she realized that she had already spent so much. Aside from the tickets, she had to buy presents for everyone, right? Mm, yeah. When you get there, every time you go out to meet your high school classmates or your college classmates or whatever, they will hand the bill to you because you're the OFW. <laughs> so you need to expect that. The plane ticket is but only one expense. There's a lot mm. more <laughs> waiting for you. Yeah, because as you said, you could go home four times over the year and, you know, Mm -hmm. there are no expectations of presents. There are no expectations of random neighbors dropping in and asking for pamasco or something, you know? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That's right. Mm -hmm. Yes, save some money. Save some bucks. Avoid December. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We sound like Scrooges, but anyway. I know, I know, but it's true. It's just being pragmatic, right? Yes, yes. My second um, highlight is 
Well, I don't know if you can call this my midlife crisis. But anyway, uh, it all started when I really wanted to go to a junk boat party that I saw being mm. um, mentioned on a Facebook group. So let me re-explain what a junk boat party is. This was one of the highlights that I mentioned in last year's highlights mm. episode. And it's my number one favorite thing about living in Hong Kong. So this is actually a yacht party. But for some reason, they call it a junk boat here. Because it's named after Chinese junk boat. So that's the one with the red sails. Ah, I thought it's called a junk boat party because you only eat junk food. <laughs> Why well, love that boat? No, it's Maybe. not that at all. But the, the famous boat with the red sails that represents Hong Kong, that's called a junk boat. And for some reason, all boats are just called junk boats. Including yachts. You know, which is not a good representation of the boat, right? Because it's magnificent. It's beautiful. But then yeah. it's called junk boat. It's like junk <laughs> I don't boat. Know. You expect it's something like, a, I don't know, a combination of scrap metal. Yeah. And all, but it's not. It's, no, yeah. it's beautiful. Yes, yeah. it's not. In most countries, right, yachts are only accessible to ultra-rich people. But here, it's quite common for someone to organize a party on a yacht so that, you know, you can just divide the cost to rent the yacht amongst yourselves. And that makes it so much more affordable, even compared to Singapore, for example. So then you can ride the yacht to a beach somewhere and then you drop the anchor and then they will throw some floaters in the ocean and then some slides down the side of the boat. And then suddenly you have a party in the ocean, you know, and it's really, really fun for someone who grew up in a seaside town and loves the ocean. And no, I'm not talking about Marimar, but myself. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I told my close friends about it, but they all didn't want to go because I don't know, they get seasick or it was month and the next day or whatever reason. So I was sad that I couldn't go. But then I thought, hey, wait, so is this how it's going to be? I'll have a miserable life because of my Killjoy friends? No. <laughs> so I decided to sign up for the chunk boat party anyway by myself. And who cares if I didn't know anyone? I mean, I've joined networking events before. So maybe this mm. shouldn't be too different, right? Yeah. And you know what? When I got there, it turns out I wasn't the only one who had signed up by myself and didn't know anyone. And... I ended up befriending these people, and now we're friends. Nice. We've since gone on to a lot of events together, and we even had a Christmas party at one of their apartments. So since then, whenever I want to do something, I just go sign up for it, even if, you know, I'm just yeah. by myself. All by myself. Okay, maybe not. Sometimes you can be <laughs> all by <laughs> yeah, because even though, you know, I'm by myself, when I get there, mm. I end up meeting like-minded people. Mm. So, yeah. So, so yeah. far, I have attended a live TED Talk event because mm. I enjoy watching TED Talks on YouTube. And I've also had my first ever American Thanksgiving meal. I've also watched Elvis, a movie, you know, about Elvis Presley, mm. at a fancy outdoor cinema. And then I also... Went to a magical Christmas Disneyland. What is that? I went to Disneyland mm -hmm. during Christmas, basically, no, during December. So it's like. Ah, okay. Gotcha. So it's like decked out in Christmas decors and they have fake mm. snow and all that stuff. Yeah. So it's really nice. magical. Yeah. Sounds magical. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to a New Year's Eve cruise to watch fireworks on the harbor. So nice. that's on New Year's Eve. Yeah. So that's another junk boat? Yeah, it is on another junk <laughs> boat. <here. laughs> I 
don't know if it's a yacht or is it the red sails one. I didn't ask. <laughs> yeah, j- just bring a pack of junk food. Maybe I don't know chips. <laughs> maybe someone can recognize what you're trying to do, eating junk food in a junk boat. Maybe, you know? and then you know, right? oh, and then he or she will give me a thumbs up sign, and then we'll be like yeah. instant friends. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> I see what you did there. Or not. Or nobody will get what I'm trying to do. Um, it's a good filter, though. It's like okay. people who can get the joke, what you're trying to do, means you probably no, are, are like many people. We are friends. True? Forever. Okay. Yeah. Forever. <laughs> okay, sure. So my realization is that life truly can begin at 40, right? Mm. If you have the courage to step out of your comfort zone. And also that you are only as old as you allow yourself to feel, right? Because you said earlier that the older Mm. you get, the more resistant you are to change, right? Yes. 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 And that's true. For myself, that's what I've been doing. Like, oh, I'm Mm. 40. I shouldn't go out anymore. I shouldn't blah, blah, blah. And then my life became boring. And it's my Mm. fault because I haven't been Mm. doing anything. Maybe it's fine for you. At least you have your wife. You know, you have each other. But me, I'm Mm. just by myself. So I'm like, you know lonely or whatever so i should have gone out before nice when i went out you know i met new people and the thing is my new friends the ones i met on the junk boat most of them are in their late 20s to early 30s and they Mm. didn't even realize that i was way older than them Mm. maybe because i didn't act like a tita in her midst i blended in (laughs) (laughs) so they were super shocked when they eventually found out how old i really was and you know, they demanded to know my skincare regimen. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think your personality or the way you act also probably matters, mm. right? Yeah. If you seem young see. or you act young, then you will stay young forever. Nice. So, did you recommend a GHD hair iron to them? <laughs> <laughs> no? It's not part of your skincare routine. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I don't iron my skin, by the way, can I just... <laughs> so that there's no wrinkles, there's no... Just like clothes, skin. you know, you want it to be crisp, you want it straight, oh my God. flattened. <laughs> we are giving the wrong advice to people. If they end mm. up having burns on their skin, it's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> don't try this at home guys don't try this at home guys but yeah we're professionals so we can do it but you yes. guys you don't try do this it. at home yes <laughs> my last highlight of 2022 was about career mm. i got promoted this year Woohoo! it's really good yeah but obviously it's because of hard work right but <laughs> what, what that means is there's also kind of increased responsibilities and that mm-hmm. is one of the reasons why we kind of changed the frequency of our podcast to fortnightly because it's just it it gotten insane so Mm -hmm. yeah that's pretty much one of the biggest highlights this year and what i realized is working hard is not enough right it doesn't equate that if you work hard keep your head down that you will get somewhere in your career what i realized the longer i was okay maybe wait before you proceed i want to say Mm. this because ray is a very humble guy but he was actually promoted to Chief Financial Officer or CFO, and that is the highest position in finance. So you know he's searching. Uh, it's mm, <laughs> it, it it is it is, but it's a bit misleading because it's a big organization, and I'm only a CFO for our country, for Japan. But still, so, though, that means he's the mm. highest guy, or he's the chief of Japan. 
Mm, Sir, Sir Chief. See, Sir Chief from now. So, so my <laughs> dream has come true to be Sir Chief. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really, um, most people who work in corporate or who are working in finance know that it is such a huge deal. So, yeah. So go mm. on, Ray. So you were saying. Sorry, I interrupted you. Yeah, I was. I was about to say that working hard is not enough. Mm. I had this thought before that for as long as I do my best, I keep my head down. I achieve my goals, then mm. it's gonna, I'm gonna get there. Mm. Probably it will eventually happen, but it, it will take a long time. Mm-hmm. There is what we call kind of a very complex corporate landscape, right? Yes. Uh, we, we call that landscape, but essentially what it is is politics. Uh, you politics. need to navigate through mm-hmm. a lot of office politics and there's no stopping. It's inevitable, right? Because it's a big organization. There has to be politics at play for it to function. You can't have a hundred thousand people big organization without relationships, without Mm -hmm. kind of structures that you need to navigate through. So I'm really blessed that I found a right mentor. So I think I, this is one advice that we gave mm. to our listeners before. We also um, have an episode related to this. You have mm. so many episodes related to. <laughs> I think it was career advice or something. Yeah, career advice to Gen Z or something like that. Yeah, if you scroll down. Mm. Yeah, maybe we will provide a list of the episodes that we mentioned now mm. in the notes yeah, so should. that, you know, people can refer to them. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, go on. Just look for that mentor uh, that would help you be your sponsor in your career, right? Because mm-hmm. chances are you may think you're doing the right things, but from another person's perspective, it probably is not the best way. You know, it's so hard to read the label from the inside of a bottle, right? You need mm. somebody who's outside the bottle to tell you what you're doing right and what you're doing wrong. And chances are these people, they've also experienced what you're experiencing. Mm. And you, you, you cut the time needed for you to learn that lesson by asking for advice. Like, reach out to people, right? Don't feel that what you're going through is your own. If you're part of a big organization, it's a team, right? So you need to trust that they are also interested in your career growth and your career development. What I realized when I was working in the Philippines is sometimes I, I'm afraid that if I ask my boss about this, he might or she might think that I'm looking for another job. Oh, really? <laughs> like, okay. Okay. Right. If, if a real boss who's looking after your career development wouldn't mind having in that conversation right like Mm. that person would be interested in you growing and if that growth is not found in the organization then so be it be be somewhere else don't be selfish about other people's growth don't stop them just because you're afraid that if they're getting ahead you're gonna lose some credits or whatever it is right i see yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's important to look for the right mentor for sure. Not someone who is selfish, right? Mm, right mentor. Someone you're comfortable with, someone you can really open up. And obviously, don't find a mentor that's, I, I'd say, below or equal to your st- status in, ah. in the company. Find somebody who can sponsor you, vouch for you. Because mm. managers of managers talk to each other. They that's would probably true. ask themselves, hey, the year is about to end. Who are our top talent this year? Mm. Who's who deserves something next year? So they talk to each other, and if you don't have that somebody, it's gonna get hard. Your name probably doesn't come up to these meetings. So so yeah, that's ah. one lesson I learned. 
That's a very good lesson and thank you for mm. sharing that with the people, right? Especially the young people, I realized. Okay, speaking of this, I attended this event for 100 Women in Finance. It's an organization. It's not just 100 Women, by the way. I don't know why that's the name, but um, it's basically for women in mm. finance to help women in finance network with each other. Mm. We attended this and it was about investing in the future generation. So we were there to help mentor younger women who are just like mm. in college and they're taking up finance courses, right? Nice. The younger women, they were asking us questions related to career and such. So I think I, I would have benefited to have mm. been able to attend such an event when I was at their age. Nah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like it was good that they were there. They asked questions. We were able to give them advice. Mm. You're right. I think it really helps if there is someone who will guide you because parents are not necessarily the best mentors because maybe they have a different career path or maybe their advice is outdated because they're like mm. way older than you. Maybe how it works during their time is no longer how it works now. So if your mentor is just like a few years ahead of you, they would probably be more helpful than your mm. parents, I would think, right? And sometimes parents have a different perspective, right? Like. Mm. If you're confronted with a dilemma, you're up for promotion, but then you're concerned about probably you you have to spend more overtime because you're now managing people. And then if you ask your mom, mom, what should I do? And then your mom, huh, you will do overtime? Don't. Don't don't receive that, <laughs> right? They're yeah, very yeah, overprotective yeah. about exactly your true. your health and all that. So probably it's it's a very biased <laughs> advice. <laughs> Exactly. Mm. True, true. Mm. And yeah, and probably they also don't know because like your mom mm. wasn't in finance. What would she know yeah. about being there, you know? So yeah, I think That's it's true. good to have a mentor in the office in the same line of work as you. How about you? What's your third and final highlight of 2022? It's also career related. So Wow. So mine is I got a job offer. Nice. So this is a job offer for Toronto, Canada. Wow. So this is a both a new and old job to explain. This is my former boss. Mm. So she was my senior vice president in Singapore. The funny thing is I didn't ask for it. I was just commenting on her Instagram. Mm. She was in New York. So I said, oh, are you in New York for a business trip? That was it. That was my question. Nothing about jobs or whatever. And then she said, yes. Do you want me to ask for a job for you? Because I'm meeting the managing director. There. Wow. Like, huh? <laughs> what? And she said, yeah. Because previously they did try for me. But at mm. the time, the strategy was different. They were not mm. hiring in that location. You know, as a CFO that this happens, right? Mm. Cost cutting, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But that was before pandemic. Now it's changed. So suddenly after that, she came back like a few weeks later and told me that, yeah, they would offer me the job. Nice. But unfortunately, the immigration policy for Canada is a bit strict. It's not like Hong Kong or Singapore where it's easy. Uh, apparently, mm. you need to be employed by the company first for a year mm. before mm. you can be moved over. So. Gotcha. They decided to employ me in Hong Kong for a year, even though there's nobody here in the team. <laughs> <laughs> we do have an office here, but, you know, so that they trust me that much, right? So I'm yeah. touched that they trust me that much. And so they employed me here. So I start in February. So I'll be here for nice. about a year. And then they will me move me over to Toronto. So the, the contract does say that I will be here for a year and then... She made sure that it was in the contract because she doesn't want me to be shortchanged or anything like that. Mm. That's it. That's my career. 
change in wow. 2022. That is Technically, excellent. it's only happening in 2023, but still, though, it came out of nowhere. Excellent news. So, yes. good news for our listeners. <laughs> D is not moving to Toronto right away, so yeah. I don't expect there will be significant change yeah, to the yeah, scheduling. No. Of this podcast, but yeah, we'll yeah. cross the bridge when we get there, right? 20, yes. Come 2024, then we'll have to think about how we're going to manage this because obviously Toronto and Japan is very different time zone wise. Yeah, but, but anyway, we do have a significantly less episodes, so it's probably doable, but we'll cross the bridge doable. when we'll get there. But still, yes. as we have probably mentioned in a few episodes, again, if you're an avid listener, that, you know, I have been trying to get to Canada since, I don't know, mm. I think 2016, honestly. So that's how many years now? Six years now. Yeah. So it's really good though when I'd finally given up actually, like mm. whatever, I don't care about Canada anymore. And then that's when it suddenly happened. So you see, very random, right? <laughs> you, you didn't kind of expect anything. It's just a random comment on a random Instagram post. <laughs> and yet this is where you are. Yeah. I Job saw offer. I so I don't know if the lesson here is to give up on your dreams so that it will come true. <laughs> <laughs> no, but also I think to keep in touch. I think we mentioned in to that same in touch, off, yeah. um, you know, tips for work episode that you mm. know that actually it's very important to not burn bridges, right? The networks actually really matter. Mm, yeah, it comes to job opportunities. Yeah, there's this guy I follow, Scott Galloway. He always talks about this and. What he says is much of your success and your failure is not your fault. Like you not getting a job in Canada is not your fault, right? It was just market dynamics, mm. not enough demand for workforce in Canada. And that is why they're not able to offer you a job. So it wasn't your fault. So don't be too upset about mm. things that happens to you because chances are when you're older, you'll be most upset by how upset you were when you had that uh, event, right? Like for you, you, you just moved on, mm. but then now is the right time. Mm. It played correctly. Maybe had you moved Canada f six years ago, probably you got locked out of COVID and it's very cold in winters mm. there. So probably it was a good thing. I don't know. Possible. I don't know. We don't know, right? So yeah. Just be thankful of whatever it is. If a door closes, something else opens, right? It's True. usually what people say, yeah. Yeah, and I'm also really glad that I ended up in Hong Kong anyway because it was good to experience the things here like the junk boat party that I mentioned earlier and stuff. Mm. You can't find that in Canada. So it's still good that I actually experienced life here. Mm. You know, I have more experiences to look back on, right? So when yeah. I eventually do move to Canada, I would have more in my portfolio of life experiences, mm. I guess. And also coming here, I got more used to the cold eventually before moving to the colder place. Mm. <laughs> so transition. And you'll be bolder to, you know, you're you're now more outgoing. And so if you see Justin Trudeau walking, you'll be you'll have the courage to go up to him and Ask him, why did you stop my immigration six what? years ago? No, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. It has nothing to do with but, him. It, was, no, no, it no. was the CFO of our company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you, I'm just saying that it happened for a reason, probably. Yes. It was probably a blessing in the sky. You know, just kidding. Not in, in the, the sky. Yes. <laughs> blessing in disguise. Not in the ocean, Whatever but in the sky. Whatever that was. Yes. And yes, timing, right? So if something uh, is meant for you, I think it will eventually come to you. 
at the right yeah, time. T- timing is nice, but sometimes smelly. No, always smelly. What? What are you talking? Tai sa miming. Crazy. Enough about that. Enough about let's that. Now, mm-hmm. Let's move on to the next topic of this episode. So those were our highlights. And now we move on to our podcast highlights, mm-hmm. you know, which we can give thanks to Spotify Wrapped because they have their own statistics at the end of each year. They mm. take a look at numbers related to podcasts. But this isn't all our stats because we do have people listening to other sources, right? Like Apple mm. Podcast, Stitcher, Podbean. Mm-hmm. But Spotify as a platform covers 56% of our stats. Mm-hmm. So probably this is representative of our entire community. So here it goes. First, we created 31 episodes and 1,535 minutes of new content. Wow, that mm. these numbers are a lot. <laughs> and actually, that's more than 95% of other creators in the category society and culture. Well, wow. 95%. Maybe more. a lot of people pod fade in society. Probably. <laughs> In society and culture. Uh-huh, but that is really high. I, I'm, yeah. I'm surprised by that percentage. Yeah, I was also surprised when I saw that. Yeah. Good to mm. know. Okay, Good so the know. next stat is Banana Key Podcast was heard in 52 countries. Wow. And our top five was Philippines, United States, Canada, Australia, and Singapore. Wow, no surprises there. But I'm 52 countries. I don't think I can name 52 different countries. I definitely can't. Sorry, don't ask me. You know, I'm terrible at geography. Hmm. Well, <laughs> that's that's really a lot of countries. Yeah. I'm, I'm really happy about that. Yeah, thank you to those people in those 52 countries. Yes, 52 countries. You know, and message us if you are not in those top five that was mentioned. Which country? Yeah, right. Write a protest. Why? Why your country is not in the top five? <laughs> Maybe they're the only one listening in their country. Who knows? <laughs> yes, you should. You should share to your friends so that your country will be part of the top five. That's a good. The point. next time. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you're in the top five percent most followed podcast. Is this true? You're top five percent. This is 5%. weird, right? I don't know if this is. I don't think this is true. But that that was part of the stats. Seventeen percent of your listeners follow your podcast. Okay, that's not a very healthy percentage yeah, that- <laughs> of our listener base. But then we are top five most followed pod. No, maybe a lot of people listen to podcasts but don't actually click follow. You know, on ah, Spotify. then that means our advertisement has worked, right? We keep telling people, please follow yeah. us on Spotify. Yes. Now, if you haven't still done that, please. Do that. Or maybe yes, do that right next now, year so right that we'll be part right of our... Now. No, 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 not right now. Do that next year so that you'll be part of next year's <laughs> Spotify wrap. Tomorrow, guys, because today is the 31st. But if they're, if you're listening to this not on the 31st of December, you can already follow us mm. right now. Right? Yes. Yes. Awesome. Okay, the next one is our listeners' podcast personality is The Time Traveler. <laughs> what? <laughs> our fans... Are audio time travelers. They seek out podcasts that are new to them, regardless of whether they're new to the rest of the world. Okay, so I guess our listeners mm. are adventurous. Right. Or I feel like our listeners, maybe their friends actually referred us to them. And that's why they're Could new, be. Right? They're new. But why is it why is it time traveler? That that boggles my mind. Time traveler seems like a wrong description. Yeah. 
Wrong description. Spotify, clarify that, please. Well, why is it time traveler and then you're talking about looking at podcasts that are new to them? Regardless of whether so they should be adventurous or something. Yeah. Yeah. Explorer or something like that, yep. right? Not yeah. time traveler. Exactly. Interesting. And listener scored your podcast five. Especially that's 58 five star ratings. Oh, thank you very much. Thank because we always say it's a minimum five star rating. Yes. For us, right? <laughs> Thank you for listening. <laughs> and if you still haven't given us a five-star rating, you should do mm. it now. You don't need to wait next year, by the way. And it's free. Guys, yeah. it doesn't take Just go anything. on Spotify mm. and give us a five-star rating. Thank you very yes. much. Okay, and the next one is Banana Q Podcast. So a lot of gains this year. So 122% increase in followers. 100% increase in hours listened. Which is good, right? Because we had less yeah. less episodes this year. But then that means we had even more listeners this year, though. Interesting. And there's an 84% yeah. increase in streams. And then there's a 70% increase in listeners. Which is good. Wow. That means we have more people who have discovered our podcast this year. But these are percentages, right? The skeptical mind is working now. So say 122% increase in followers. It could mean that we had one follower and now we have two and a half Possible, yes. Right? So the absolute numbers probably yes. are not looking well, but we'll, we'll take the win when yes. it's there, right? Yep, we'll we'll yep. take it. Thank yes. you for these wonderful stats. Uh, then next stats is you're a top 10 podcast for 1,433 fans. Oh, we have this many fans? Ooh, yeah, mm, apparently. Thank you. Yeah, and a top five podcast for 873 fans. And the number one podcast for 192 fans. Wow. Interesting. So that means 192 people, maybe it includes the two of us. Let's say 190 <laughs> people. <laughs> 190 people, they are playing our podcast more than any other podcast. That's what this is saying. Uh -huh. Yeah. Right? Interesting. Which is pretty good. Thank you very much. Right? Pretty good. Yeah. People. 190 numbers. Yeah. That's like four classrooms <laughs> of people. <laughs> okay. That is how you will count it. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for classrooms of people. <laughs> yes. Four classrooms. Section Bayabas, section Atis, section Star Apple, and st section Guyabano. Four classrooms of fans. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. So let's move on to our top three favorite TV shows this year. So okay. I'll go first. In no particular mm. order for me, one of my top three is called Afterlife, which is on Netflix. Mm. So it's a British black comedy drama created by and starring Ricky Gervais. Mm. So it is set in the fictional town of Tambury and follows newspaper writer Tony Johnson, whose life is turned upside down after his wife dies from breast cancer. He contemplates suicide, but instead decides to spend his life punishing the world for his wife's death by saying and doing whatever he wants regardless of how it makes other people feel. Although he thinks of this as his superpower, his plan is undermined when everyone around him pities him and tries to make him a better person. So this show had a third season drop this year, that's why... I I discovered it only this year, and my friend recommended this to me because we both love Ted Lasso. Mm, so, yeah, so it's around that. Way. I mean, I think Ted Lasso is still better, but yeah, if you like that kind of show where, you know, it it kind of is motivating 
I see. But why is it black comedy? Dark comedy? Black? It's not for kids. You know, it's a bit funny, okay. but but it's twisted. You know, because like there's humor. suicide involved okay. in that kind of thing. So probably gotcha. not. I thought it's like black comedy, like, What's up, my man? You don't know nothing. Your mama's so fast. Something? No, that's Your not. Your mama's so fast. <laughs> you no, don't know not. nothing. That means you know something. That's like, not. So, I, do, I thought it's like that. No, it's not. Okay. Understood. No way. Why don't I look up what black comedy <laughs> meaning? Oh my God. Seriously. It's not racist. Black comedy, also known as dark comedy, morbid humor or gallows mm. humor, is a style of comedy that makes light of subject matter that is generally considered taboo, particularly subjects mm. that are cons- normally considered serious or painful to discuss. I see, I see. Yeah, so that's why gotcha. suicide, right? Because he has suicide mm. ideations. He thought like his wife died, he wanted to kill himself, that kind of thing, yeah. Mm. Interesting. Good, okay. good. Looking forward to that. I'll probably put that in my to-watch list. And my number one TV show for this year is it's still actually ongoing, so I'm really excited about this. National Treasure Ooh. on Disney+. Plus. So I, I love heist movies, puzzle solving, so I really like this show. So it's about a girl called Jess, yeah, she's a brilliant and resourceful dreamer. Searches Ooh. for answers about her family, and she embarks on an adventure of a lifetime to uncover the truth about the past and save a lost Pan American treasure. It's not the the guy who starred the National Treasure ah, yeah, movies. Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage. No, I it's was not Nicolas ask, Cage. Like, is this related to <laughs> Nicolas Cage? Okay, no. Mm. Okay, okay. But if you've enjoyed Nicolas Cage's National Treasure, I think you will enjoy this as I well. Probably about... did. I seem to vaguely remember that I saw that. But I do love heist shows. I didn't know that mm. there was a TV show about this. So yeah, yeah I will check it out because I've run yes. out of. Shows. There, there's still only two episodes as of this moment but yeah i'm okay. really looking forward to, to okay, more okay. of it right so for me my second one is mythic quest on apple tv mm. have you seen it i've seen it yeah yeah so it's, it's a fun. workplace comedy about a fictional video game studio that produces mythic quest the biggest multiplayer video game of all time i wouldn't say it's the best tv show that apple tv has but it's on my list just because it resonated with me in particular because of season one, episode 10, called Quarantine. So, yes, you can guess what it's about. It shows mm. how the season worked during the pandemic when they were on lockdown and, you know, on they were on Zoom, right? So, it's funny and heartwarming. And what Poppy's character goes through perfectly captures what I went through in 2020. And it gets me in tears every time. So, I guess it's personal for me. Like, mm. if I want to tell someone what I went through in 2020, like, you know, somebody doesn't know what happened in 2020, I will mm, tell them, watch that specific episode and that will just encapsulate everything, I think. And it also reminds you of like, what a terrible time we had during that time, you know? Which mm. reminds me like, I don't want to go through that again, I guess. So yeah, That's yeah. right. Mythic Quest. Yeah, and it's for gamers because it's technically a TV show of a game development company, right? So if you're yeah, into Yeah, but it's also funny, right? Stuff, it's, it's really funny, yeah. Yeah, it is really funny. Yeah. So I think you will appreciate it. Interesting. Great. And my number two TV show of this year is Wednesday. Yeah, it's very popular, yeah. right? It's next to Tuesday. No, it's <laughs> Wednesday Adams of Adams yeah, I love Family. That too. Yep. So it, the story is about her attending the Nevermore Academy. So it's the <laughs> university for outcasts. 
Mm. Right? So once the Adams attempts to master her emerging psychic ability thwart a killing spree and solve the mystery that embroiled her parents for 25 years. Mm-hmm. So interesting. Really, really fun show. So if you're into magic, if you're into curses, Nevermore Academy. Oh my and God. also into Say no more. Uh, Watch it. mysteries, right? Mysteries, yes. Yeah. Yes, it's about her solving a mystery mm-hmm. with really... Really strange clues. Yes. So yeah, if you're into that, <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think it's really popular. It's one of the like one of the rising most popular shows on Netflix. So yeah, it's definitely mm-hmm. worth watching. Yep. Yeah. So for me, my last favorite TV show on this list, anyway, is the After Party on Apple TV. So it's ah. a murder mystery comedy with a unique twist. Every episode focuses on an individual character as they recall what happened on a fateful night that their classmate was murdered, but each tells their story from their personal point of view. This allows the episodes to pivot in interesting directions, exploring genres beyond comedy while still weaving comedic elements into each one. It is, in essence, a subtle parody of the most popular types of movie genres using the characters as the vehicles to drive them. Despite the very different tones of each episode, however, the full story is slowly pieced together to paint a clearer picture. So I like this because mm. it's unique. Like, there's only eight episodes, but each one has a different genre. Though mm. They're all comedy, right? But it's yes. still a bit of different. Like, one is rom-com, one is a musical, one is action. So it's... Yeah, so I, I appreciated that because it's not that common that that happens, right? And thanks to your recommendation, I actually watched it and enjoyed every episode of it. Yeah, yeah. And you're right. And they're very clever in kind of portraying somebody. Oh, I don't want to spoil too much, but uh, yeah. portraying somebody as kind of the prime suspect. And you would think, well, you know, it's that person because of this, because of that. But then mm-hmm. there are twists and turns along the way that... Just just watch it. It's really fun. Yeah, and then again, like Wednesday, it's also a mystery and you can mm. try to figure out who the killer is, right? Mm. And also there's like a musical that's making fun um of what's that famous musical that they're Hamilton. Yes, Hamilton, right? Like, <laughs> like You shot. only have one shot twice yeah, because, or something. <laughs> because Hamilton <laughs> has a song about one shot, I think. Is it yeah, one, one shot. shot? Yeah. And then this guy has a song like you only get one shot. Twice, you only get one <laughs> shot twice, like, huh? <laughs> so, yeah, you should watch it, yeah. it's really funny. You yeah. should watch it. It's really yes. fun, awesome okay. comedy. And my third TV show is The Book of Boba Fett. Mm. So, if you're a fan of Star Wars, I think hands down, this one's one of their better TV shows mm. um, in Disney Plus. So, it's set on the sands of Tatooine. Ooh. Bounty hunter Boba Fett and the mercenary Fennec Shand navigate the galaxy's underworld and fight for Jabba the Hutt's old territory. So it's really fun. There's a lot of references to Star Wars, obviously. So if mm-hmm. you're a fan, this one will just be a good addition to that repertoire of Star Wars cinematic galaxy that you enjoy the most. So yeah, Boba Fett is really well produced, well directed, mm-hmm. and the episode is really crisp. Like, Sometimes you watch Star Wars and it gets really long and, you know, dull because of the conversations, right? But this one's mm. a lot of action. So, yeah, highly recommend it. We're done with the TV show. So now let's move on to top movies. So we'll each talk about our top favorite movie this year. So my runners-up are Elvis and Bullet Train. Elvis is about the life of the rock and roll singer and actor Elvis Presley. 
Whereas Bullet Train is an action comedy film starring Brad Pitt as an assassin who must battle fellow killers while riding a bullet train. So those two are also really nice. So you should catch them. But my number one is Everything Everywhere All at Once. So that movie is a 95% rating on Rotten Tomatoes and 8.1 out of 10 on IMDb. So it has been nominated as Best Picture for the Oscars. And Michelle Yeoh, the lead of this film, was just picked as the year's Time Icon of the Year. So I will read the film synopsis from Time.com's article about her. In the hit art house film, Michelle Yeoh is an overworked, overburdened immigrant wife and mother facing an IRS audit of the family laundromat when, suddenly, everything changes. She learns that there are multiple versions of the universe, and they're all facing a threat that only she can stop. If she can figure out how to jump between different realities and pick up skills possessed by different versions of herself. Yeo has the opportunity to showcase all of her talents as a martial art artist, but also in portraying Evelyn's deep love for her family, even as she struggles to communicate with them, her abilities as a dramatic actor. She usually plays masters, tough fighters, says Chet Lee. The action, I know she can do it, but really acting from the heart, believing the part, makes the movie very special. End of quote. So what I loved about this film is that it covers many different genres or topics like action, fantasy, romance, family, drama, and comedy. It is so hilarious. Like, it's probably the most I've ever laughed in a cinema. Like, my friend and I were hitting each other in the arm from laughing so hard. Like, the whole cinema was laughing. But it's also heartwarming, and it makes you think and realize things. Like, it gives you lessons that you can apply to real life. So that's why I like it. Really interesting. I, I want to watch this now. It kind of like is parallel to what happened to... You mentioned Jet Li and Jet Li actually has a movie mm. about multiverse, right? Oh yeah, The One. It's titled right? The One. Mm. Yeah. And it came in 2022, also the same year Doctor Strange and the Multiverse came yeah, out. Yeah, a lot so. of people were saying that Everything Everywhere All at Once is the better multiverse movie of 2022. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I see. <laughs> yeah, but you should definitely catch it. I mean, it's probably not in the cinema anymore, but if you can find it on Apple TV or, I don't know, Amazon or mm. wherever it is that you rent. Everything Everywhere All, all at, once. at Once. I'll definitely check it out. Thank you for the recommendation. So, time for my top movie. My runners-up are number one. Uncharted. So it's about oh. a treasure hunting of the missing treasure of Magellan. And you know Magellan, right? The story of Magellan. Mm-hmm. He could not circumnavigate the world because he died in the Philippines. So yeah, yeah it's, it's really interesting movie. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet, but yes, I will. I recommend it. Mm-hmm. And the second one is The Man from Toronto. So oh. have you seen this movie? No. Who stars? You should to prepare you going to Toronto. <laughs> okay. Who is starring in So this it's movie? a comedy, Kevin Hart. It's about a mistaken identity. It's really fun. Man okay. from Toronto. Yes. Okay, got it. And my top movie of 2022 is Top Gun. <laughs> oh yeah, Maverick. Top Gun Maverick. It's yeah. really fun. Like if you're a fan of the original Top Gun, I think I dare say this one's even better. Mhm. And you get all the usual kind of fighter jets, mm-hmm. guns, combat, but it's not all for men. Like it's it's not that masculine. If you're into topless guys, you know, playing beach football, then yes, this movie is for you because there's okay. a really good sequence about that. 
uh, in the movie. But yeah, it's about mm-hmm. forgiveness. It's about camaraderie. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it is. It is fun. It's it's a good movie to watch. And I watched it with my next door neighbor back in Tokyo, mm. and he's a it's a huge Top Gun fan. Mm. So we watch it together, and he got so moved. I think I saw him kind of drying uh, a teary mm-hmm. eye uh, in the middle. So yeah, it's really good movie. This is better to watch in the cinema. That's why Tom Cruise held off on releasing this, right? Like this was apparently finished before the pandemic happened, but he mm-hmm. held it off because he wanted it released in the cinema for a good reason. Because the experience in the cinema is you're like up in the jet yourself, apparently. Mm. Which I think is right, right? Don't you believe so? Maybe. Big screen. Mm. Apparently, they filmed it. Those scenes in the jets are not CGI. It really was oh, I didn't know from that. up there. Yeah. And yeah, it was one of the good films as well of 2022. So, good choice. Mm. Okay. So to close this, you want to talk about what we are most excited about in 2023. So for me, it's travel. I did not travel at all for two years now. I was supposed to do it this year, but I changed plans because I got lazy to figure out the requirements. Like, you know, Hong Kong has a lot of changing requirements about what's required and stuff. And at the same time, I guess I was still somewhat afraid that the rules would get changed by the government like at the last minute or something. Like last time they would randomly ban whole countries and I did not want to get stuck abroad like unable to come back or something but next year I'm determined to get over that and finally travel again so uh, last time you could if you landed you would get an amber code and then for three days you couldn't visit restaurants and certain attractions for three days but they removed that so now Mm, you know if you want to come over then there's no restrictions I think you still need to get a PCR test but that's it when you land you can do whatever. That's fine. Amber code. That's really new to me. Okay. So you can visit public places, is it? Crowded public I think places. you can r- visit restaurants and certain uh, tourist attractions for three days, ah, which okay. is which defeats the purpose, right? With tourists coming yeah. here. But now they're trying to get mm. tourists to come back. So that's why they have been scrapping um, restrictions. Yeah. yeah. I keep getting in my email like a sale... Cathay Pacific out of Hong Kong. So yeah, maybe best time to book those <laughs> flights for next year. <laughs> yes, I think next year they will probably reduce the restrictions even more. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Okay. Yeah, what about you? Well, I look forward for travel as well in 2023. But more importantly, because we've moved out of Tokyo, there's less people who actually speak English here in our neighborhood. So oh. I really look forward to improving my Japanese proficiency. We actually stopped learning. <laughs> we got frustrated with the language. We reached a ceiling, a, a glass ceiling, like mm-hmm. a something that it's so hard to penetrate and that is kanji, the, the Japanese Chinese characters. Mm. So children learn it, you know, when they're young and mm-hmm. up to primary six, they would learn 2,000 characters at least. Mm-hmm. And it's just too hard to learn those 2,000 characters at our age. But I'm hoping that wouldn't stop us to actually continue our learning. There are proficiency exams in Japan that would at least guide you what to learn, what to study. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've taken the easiest one. There are five levels and we've taken level five and we passed it. So it's a good motivation for us to continue That's to good. the next steps. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's like English proficiency, but Japanese version. Okay, so that 
is it for our highlights of 2022. And if you have any comments on anything that we said, or if you have any of your own highlights to share, please email us at bananakipodcast at gmail.com or send them on Instagram or Facebook at bananakipodcast. And your comments might be featured on the next... Cutie Minute. Time for our followers. Cutie Minute. Your thoughts in our voice. Cutie Minute. Not really one minute, but we're calling it... Cutie Minute. Our first cutie is Paul Rose 5134 And he commented on... Um, because I actually posted a reel of our Spotify... What's that called? Spotify wrapped on mm. Instagram. And he said, Keep up the great work. Always entertaining and informative. I often listen whilst walking. You can see people staring at you because you're laughing away to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh... <laughs> That is a good sign. You're not crazy. Yeah. You're just enjoying. You're just having fun. Yes. And don't stop. Don't stop yourself from laughing, right? Otherwise, yeah. that air is going to come out somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> just okay, laugh. Okay, good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's contagious. Yep. <laughs> Thank you, Paul Rose. And that's it, guys. Thanks for listening. And if you want to listen to our previous recaps, check out episode 69, the highlights of our mm. 2021, and episode 16, what shows did you find binge-worthy in 2020? Happy New Year! Bye! Happy New Year! <laughs>